Hello, I'm Avery or Hazel or Kylie. You can just pick one. I don't care. Hello, I am Lily. And welcome to the From the Closet podcast. Today we are covering Bolt. Um, but yeah, uh, eh, God. <laughs> um, obviously this podcast will contain spoilers for said movie. If you'd like to avoid them, uh, there will be a link in the description below to the Just Watch page for it. Which itself will have links to every place you can rent, purchase, or stream it, with price comparisons for renting and purchasing. For us here in the U.S., uh, it is available for streaming on Disney+. Plus. Also, in the description, you will find a link to our Patreon, where you can vote on future episodes of this show, as well as get access to episodes before they release, as well as early access to episodes of our sister show, Off the Shelf, which is about books and is exclusive to YouTube and Patreon. Speaking of future episodes, in our last uh, episode, which should be Into the Woods, uh, if everything el everything else is correct, um, we said that you could expect two wheel movies this week, but that is not the case. You can join us later this week for The Seven Deadly Sins Season 4. Lily, can you spin the wheel to determine what they can join us for next week? Yes. Um, Beauty and the Beast, it looks like. Okay, so I guess we're doing Beauty and the Beast. I literally just put that on the wheel, <laughs> but all right. <laughs> yeah, so join us next week for Beauty and the Beast and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7. Yeah, yeah, all balances out, you know. Recently we just had Bolt, you know, Recovery Bolt now, which has been on the wheel forever, so... Yeah, Bolt's been on the wheel for, like, a long-ass time. Like, um, it, it's, it's genuinely it's taken forever. Close to two years. Yeah, it's it been there since close to the beginning of the podcast. It, it, it's been that bad, but yeah. No, no, uh, no anyway. I can say, um, this is not the most anticipated episode. Well, I mean, I do know someone, like, personally, who has been uh, heavily anticipating this episode. Well, maybe not heavily, but definitely anticipating it. Yeah, we were anticipating but it, mostly just so it can get off the wheel. I mean, I do like the for movie. Real. But, like, oh my god, it's just been on the wheel for too long. Yeah, it shouldn't have taken this long. But anyway... Um, also in the description, you will find a link to Anchor.fm, which is now Spotify for podcasters, which itself will have links to every platform this podcast is on, as well as links to our Instagram and Twitter, where you can be notified when we release new episodes. Uh, but with all that being said, please get out if you'd like to avoid spoilers, because we are going to start discussing the movie now. Alright, so I don't think it's a hot take to say that this is one of the most mid-movies in Disney's entire catalog. Maybe, but I also wouldn't say it. I mean... At least to me, it's like a little right, bit of let's be honest mid. here. The main character story arc, we've seen it befo before. Like, it is literally just Buzz Lightyear's character arc from Toy Story 1. But it's a dog now. Yeah, 
Not now instead of a toy, it's a dog. Like <laughs> well, what I like about this it, movie, the- it like instead of Buzz, like it's not directly Buzz's arc because Buzz doesn't have to learn to be a toy. He just has to accept no, it. No, but he has to like find his purpose again after learning he's not a space ranger, which is the same thing that Bolt has to do here in this movie. True. Though, what I like about this movie specifically is the quite a bit of time that they delegate to Bolt just doing dog things. Which is probably the I'm most actually kind of glad it didn't last as long as done. I remembered it lasting. It, it lasted quite a bit of time from them going to like half, you know, across the ent- uh, America. Okay, in, in terms of like time in universe, sure, there's a lot of time spent there, but actual screen time it isn't as long as I remembered it being hmm. if that made sense I mean yeah though I was only talking about remembering it being but it's still like you know a few minutes you know that was yeah I remembered it being more candy. like half the movie oh yeah so I have to say yeah, like, that was like just pure eye candy right there yeah. Now, one thing I will criticize this movie m- for is hmm. this movie is a dick to cats, and I fucking hate it. Especially when that one character fucking throws a fucking frying pan at Mittens. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I'd say I mean, who would do like- that, but then there are people out there who would do that. Um... I mean, that was just, like, one scene, like, with one human. And a Still, lot of the other it's scenes not where that. the cat, like, like, um, like, where other, you know, people are, um, angry at the cat, the cat probably deserved it. Not the frying pan, though. I mean, like, when it comes to cats just in this movie in general... Um, like, they're constantly being portrayed as evil. I mean, like, the, the way I see it, like the, is... cat, like, the cat in this movie started out as evil. But, you know, warmed up to dog. And became, or like, one, one of the best... One uh, one, at any rate. Well, yeah. <laughs> and... And one hamster, if we want to get specific. Um, and became, you know, you know, good friend to rely on. I mean, they were kind of chained real. together. She was, was sort of um, forced to rely on him. <laughs> no, that cat was... Um, I'm pretty sure, like, running like a... Actually, it wouldn't be a mafia. No, it's just an extorting... That cat was extorting. Yeah, Yeah, she was extorting a lot of uh, other animals. Mostly birds, it seemed, but still. Yeah, pigeons. Like, I don't like the whole cats are evil, dogs good. Like, I kind of always hated that. 
in movies, and this movie does it to an extreme that I don't really see in any other uh, movie that I've ever watched. I, I always see passages just doing wherever they feel like it, and I guess that also shares a lot of uh, qu- characteristics with evil, you know? I mean, the only the the movie does break that one time for one scene um, when they reveal, like, the whole thing about Mittens' uh, former owners and, like, how they not only declawed her, but just abandoned her when they moved to, like, let her fend for, for herself. Which, you know, she couldn't do. Yeah, usually that would just mean death. Um, it's actually a miracle is, how she even survived. For real. Now, uh, just another thing I'll say is, like, I very much dis- disagree with her notion that, like, were she, like, at that shelter, no one would have adopted her? Like, I mean, hell, plenty, plenty of cats that look like her get adopted at shelters all the time. And on top of that, she, like, says something about how, oh, like, the humans only adopt the cute ones like you. I'm sorry, but isn't there an entire breed of dog where the allure of it is, like, the fact that it's ugly and it's adorable that they're trying the same way all the other dogs try? I never heard of it. I'm pretty sure a lot of people, like, really like dogs or cats that are, like, just ugly because they find it kind of fun. But, I don't know. I'm trying my best to think of anything, like what you're trying to talk about, and I got nothing. It doesn't really matter. Um, just another thing, though. The executive producer behind that TV show. Good God, I wanted to stick a pin in him. Because, <laughs> God... Damn, he was a lot more annoying and assholish than I remembered him being uh, the past two or three times I watched this movie. Yeah. And also, like, what the hell is with the... Um, uh, but the dog must believe it's a superhero. First of all, I don't even know how you do that. <laughs> Like, yeah, there's a lot of things in that whole TV show sort of thing that don't really make sense. Like, I remember there being one scene where Penny has to roll a penny. I didn't make that connection until just now. Um, (laughs) She has to roll a penny in in a specific way so that it arches, like, and then starts rolling behind her. And I'm like, you you guys already established that you only get one shot with these. 
why would you re rely on such a ridiculously easy to fail trick like this? It was um, it was a robotic coin. It's the only explanation. Sure. I'm sorry. Either a robotic coin, or she, you know, tossed a coin and did it first try. What's more easy to believe? I mean, realistically, what I'm expecting here is that she had to have practiced that trick over and over and over again to prepare for this one scene. I mean, it's not uncommon that actors would have to, you know, practice some specific thing. But usually, you know, it's not a all-or-nothing sort of deal. Yeah. Like, you know, it's acting, you know, not the Hunger real Games, life. Like, when people were acting for the Hunger Games, um, like, one of the things the actors, a lot of the actors would, would were actually practicing was knife-throwing. Hmm. That's actually kind of interesting. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. It's not too much of a stretch to believe, oh, she probably practiced for this one specific trick. But, like, that's not the only trick in the movie where they do things like this. Like, there's another scene where Bolt is supposedly flipping a car. Um... And there's plenty oh, of other things, plenty of other scenes that they show where so much could go wrong and you'd have to reshoot. Not to mention people just forgetting their lines. Yeah, no, real life we have like, um, you know, our actors forgetting lines and now all of these people are doing these in crazy stunts without any reshoots. And not to mention also like stumbling over your words. Because, like, even if you remember the line, sometimes you get tongue-tied. Especially, like, if you're in a, you know, comedy-based, you might be hard to, you know, get over without laughing over your own jokes. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, the idea that they are trying to convince this dog that he's actually a superhero... And the way they're doing it is by making sure that, like, all these scenes are only done once and everything. Doesn't make a lot of sense. But, and this I mean, is why, like, we haven't even gone into, um, you know, the dog superpowers. You know, how is he, how is this regular dog, you know, I understand, you know, that's a prop car. But prop cars would still weigh, an, you know, a little bit. Also, an entire human is inside that car. Sodi is... In his jaw is an entire human dangling across... Dangling, um... Off a ledge. I mean, to be fair, it's probably also being suspended by wires and shit. Oh, yeah, that's true. Enough that the strain on his jaw wouldn't be nearly as much. But then you also have, you know, his super bark, you know, laser eyes. See, that's one of the things... 
one of the things that kind of annoyed me is that they basically just made Bolt Superman but a dog. So he also can't fly. Yeah, we didn't. I don't believe we saw him fly. Neither could Superman originally. Really? Yeah. Huh. He couldn't fly. He could just jump. He could jump really fucking high, though. Well, that's one thing. Um, we we did not see him. Um, the dog jump. We do see him jump a number of times. Damn. There's even a whole scene where he tries to do a really big jump and absolutely fails. Oh shit! Right? Yeah. No. Okay. Now I actually remember that scene. Uh, just the scene where he fails. <laughs> but yeah, like. But, obviously, his jumps aren't as big as Superman's, because Superman was capable of doing things like jumping from the top of the Empire State Building and ending up in Brazil. Huh. <laughs> but there is something to say about, you know, all of his powers looking like Superman's. Because you could call the movie lazy, or you also could call the execs lazy. I mean, maybe that's the reason why... No one's watching the show anymore. Yeah, and then, like, when the lady from the network comes in and is like, hey, people aren't watching and shit, I'm like, executive producer, you're not making your job real secure by being passive-aggressive with this lady. <laughs> like, it, it, yeah. if I were... If I were the executive producer in that scenario, there is no way I would have acted like that. No, no, I mean, you... you I feel like in that scenario, you would be a little, like, not totally suck up, but, like, a little bit lower than suck up. Yeah, he just, like, he was just sitting there acting passive-aggressive as fuck, and, like, I'm like, honestly, I can't wait for her to, like, slam him down so hard with the you're probably getting fired shit that I remembered, because, like, holy hell. You know, speaking of which, there's one other thing closer to the end of this movie that kind of bothers me. Hmm. So, when Penny and Bolt and Penny's mother go into this ambulance and the executive producer's all like, oh, blah, 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 we'll make this work for us, blah, 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 who cares? Penny's mother pushes him out of the ambulance and is like, we quit. And then, literally a minute later... We're seeing a new episode of the show on screen, and it's very much implied that this was after that. So what the hell? Wait, I thought I'm you sorry, quit. you didn't get the clear implication of what they did? The very what, clear, they... that they just hired a new actor? I mean, they still kind of look the same, but... No, it had an entire punchline of where, oh no, my face is deformed. Now I have freckles. I mean, I don't remember the freckles line, but oh um, yeah, I mean, yeah, they had to use um a cheap um excuse onto why the actor looks different. See, I thought this was an intentional misdirect where. Like, they were making you think that it was the doctors working on, like, actual Penny, like, in the hospital. And then 
it's like a gotcha, no, actually, this is the TV show. Yeah, I mean, I think that was also, like, that was the intention that they, um, that they wanted, but it also had, uh, um, a hint of this is their, this is the TV excuse for why this, um, shows keep going. They just hired a new actor and probably used the same dog as to, as well. The same replacement I'm dog. I'm sorry, I didn't catch that last bit, what you just said. No, they probably used the same replacement dog as well. Yeah, I mean, chances are that replacement dog's still around. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I did kind of like at the end that, like, Penny also ended up adopt adopting uh, Mittens. But... The Rhino is the weird one to me because, like, I, I'm left to believe like what uh, what on earth happened with his old owner? Are, are we just not going to talk about that? <laughs> no, we aren't. That hamster like, full on left and is not coming back. I mean, I think it would be very, very difficult for him to ever find his hamster, but, yeah. Like, next to impossible, really. Especially, like, oh yeah, no, because that, that happened in the middle of uh, Florida to New York. No, why did I say New York? California. Or no, it was New York to Florida. California. Can I please stop mentioning <laughs> random states, please? Yeah, please. Uh, so that happened in Ohio. That's where oh. they picked up uh, Rhino. Rhino yeah, no, the so hamster. They're just, yeah, they're just clear in California. And that... Um, damn, that must be sad. Then again, there was another hamster that didn't escape, so. Oh, there was? Well. I don't remember that. Maybe. I could be misremembering, or I could... I feel like there was two hamsters there. Or I'm just going crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'd have to rewatch to see it again. And I don't know if I want to rewatch this movie, like, anytime soon. It's not like I dislike it. It's just, like... I've seen this movie a number of times already, and every time I'm oh, like, yeah. okay, why did I watch this again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess if you've seen the movie, you know, a few times, and every time it's like, well, that was a thing I just did. Yeah, it was like, this, this is one of those things where it's like, you'll turn it on just so that you have something on in the background. And I guess you like you could also turn it on to keep your kids entertained, but I really don't like saying that when it comes to animated movies, but come on, this is a kids movie. Yeah. And like honestly, for the general audience, um I, I do have to say this, like I have said many times like I have defended the position many times in the past and I will continue to do so that mm. 
Walt Disney Animation Studios and Pixar Animation Studios are separate entities. But to the general public, they don't care about the difference. And when you have an overall kind of meh movie where the main character is going through the exact same character arc that Buzz Lightyear went through in Toy Story 1, and that movie is, like... We can agree that that movie is, if not a masterpiece, pretty damn close to it. I mean, sure, Bolt has prettier animation, but what are you going to do? Toy Story was from <laughs> 1995, and it was the first feature-length CG animated movie. Yeah. I still think most people would rather watch Toy Story than Bolt if given the option. So... Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. However, I do know, like... There are a lot of, you know, people that love both. I mean, hell, there's a people that just love a lot of, you know, different movies. Some people, and maybe for the general audience, they would rather watch Toy Story. However, there are some people that would value, you know, watching Volt, like, you know, one of their favorite movies. See, I, I hesitate to say whether I would even put Bolt in the top half of Walt Disney Animation Studios' catalog. Not that it's a bad movie, it's just... Like, Walt Disney Animation Studios has put out so much good stuff. On the other they hand, they've put, put out stuff like stuff. Peter Pan. Um, yeah, no, they put up some but good stuff. I don't, they also put up some not good stuff. Yeah, I just don't think their bad stuff out like is anywhere near the amount of stuff that hmm. they've put out that's genuinely really good. Like even when a movie comes out that people like tend to say is really really bad for them, like Raya and the Last Dragon, it's still not that bad. Yeah, though of course I'm not going through the entire Walt Disney catalog just to um, prove if this movie is or is it not you know, my favorite in the 50%. Yeah, I'm not going to go through the whole thing either, just because like that studio's put out 60 fucking movies at this point. <laughs> no, actually it's 61 because Strange World exists. Uh, wow, you just like uh, the general public for getting Strange World exists. Hey, it's not my fault that the general public forgets Strange World exists because Disney refused to advertise it. What is Disney's newest movie anyway? Like, animated-wise? I have no idea. Yeah. I want to say it's Wish, but that also might be Pixar. I can't remember. Yeah, it could be Wish, but I actually, yeah, no, I don't know if Wish is uh, Disney or Pixar. I have to look that up later. Yeah, but but, but it's not important. Yeah, um, the important thing is this movie is just kind of it's kind of meh, and that's all I really feel about it. To me, I saw it I in feel... theaters too. By the way, hmm. Actually, let me go back to where I usually had the critic ratings. Uh, 2008. 
Well, I know when it came out. Oh, man, that kind of makes it even worse. Because, like, Hmm. 2008 was also during a time when, like, for starters, there was a massive recession happening. Uh, People were not going to the movie theaters anywhere near as much as uh, they would a little bit later or even a little earlier. Um, Yeah. So... I believe this is the year Disney started the Tinkerbell franchise, but it's also the year the MCU started. Hmm. I just wanted to know uh, when Tinkerbell started. What do you got? Um, well, that was a waste of time. Oh wait, uh, two thousand eight America. Yeah, okay, two thousand eight. Yeah, I thought that was. I, I was fairly certain that was the case. So yeah, like, I don't know. It was kind of a mess, and both getting pretty mid reviews. I would say, from what I've heard, and from what I remember, um. I don't know, I feel like it wouldn't have done as well as Disney probably hoped it would. It might have still been a success, regardless, but... Yeah. I think... um, uh, It's also just kind of from that era of Disney, where they weren't really putting out fantastic movies all too often. Um, Disney had had a kind of weird era from, like, Tarzan up until Tangled. Where, like, the movies they put out either weren't good, were good kinda unexpectedly, or, like, just don't really feel like something they would make normally. Like, Atlantis, Hmm. The Lost Empire, and Treasure Planet both don't feel like movies they would normally make. And to be fair, neither does Lilo and Stitch. Um, so it was in uh, an era where they were trying more risks. Yeah, they were taking more risks and most of them were not paying off. Like Brother Bear. Oh no. And Pokemon. So I want to hmm. make my position clear that... And I don't know... Actually, I do know. And it's painfully clear why I um, am going to be rating this movie higher than Avery. I have a a bias towards animated dogs. I think think at this point, it's quite clear. I mean, when it, it... To be honest with you... I'm more okay with dogs in movies than dogs in real life. I'm legit yeah, afraid of dogs get in real life a lot. Of... That, that, it's that not just allergies. <laughs> it's not just allergies, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm legitimately afraid whenever I pass by, like I, I'm walking on the street and I start hearing a dog barking. I literally start looking around and my heart starts racing. Because I don't know what's about to happen. 
I don't know if there's a dog out there that, like, the owner hasn't, like, restrained in some way, either by keeping it in a fenced-off area or having it, like, attached to a leash or something, or if it's in a car with no owner in sight. I've seen that before, too. And this is the American South, all right? Like, yikes. Um, yeah, no, that's just a terrible thing. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like I wouldn't have this fear if people around here were just more fucking responsible for their animals. But that's a whole separate thing. Dogs in movies are a lot less annoying to me. Yeah. Though, um, I've, I've been around a lot of dogs. I still have, um, one right now. He's a little bit old, uh, Chihuahua. He's good. I like him. Oh yeah, that's another thing. Like, I'm also usually, like, a lot less afraid whenever the dog is, like, really fucking tiny. It's when they start getting bigger and bigger that I start genuinely worrying, because, like, if I get attacked, I'm screwed. And I mean... Yeah. I know plenty of people love dogs, but I do have reason to be afraid when dogs have a higher kill rate than spiders do. I mean, obviously, you know, depends on how it's raised. Right, it's just that. that... I don't know. It's just that I get tired of people, like, acting like I'm ridiculous for legitimately being afraid of getting attacked by a dog when, what, like, half the population is afraid of spiders? And spiders barely, barely ever bite people? Like, more people die every year from getting attacked by dogs than getting bitten by spiders. I mean, I would still be uh, afraid of spiders if they look, if I lived in Australia. Even I mean, if that, there are deadly spiders here me. in the... There are deadly spiders here in the South, too. But you know what the thing about it is? Hmm. I never see them. Brown recluses, well, it's kind of in the name. They are recluses. They don't like to come out. (laughs) And then black widows, I don't don't really know why I've never seen one of those, to be honest. Um, (laughs) I guess just be happy that you haven't. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. But, like, the, the bottom line is spiders don't want to attack you. They don't want to bite. It kind of feels like if a dog, like, dogs are just naturally a little bit more aggressive than spiders are. Hmm. And I mean... Wait, sorry. It it does Um, make sense. You can train dogs to not be chasing people down the road. But it feels like that's what they're going to do unless they're trained not to do it. I mean, they also... Get a react. That's there's a reason why dogs chase cats. The cat runs. 
the dog just sees it as... It's also like, um... Um, there's a lot of, um, predators that if you see one, don't run. Running, yeah. bad. But even when I don't run, I still tend to get chased. Like, even if I walk at a normal pace, um... Though, to be fair, still- um, running is the most... You, you see something charging at you. You don't have any second to think. Your first thing, I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And I feel like, and sometimes, you know, dogs, literally, um, the first game that you teach a dog is to fetch. So they would just think, Oh, hey, it's another game. Let's play game. And now I'm talking like Doug. And I mean, the other thing, too, with this is that, like, a lot of the time when I see a dog out on the street, there's no collar. And I feel like at bare minimum, if you're going to have a dog outside and not have them, like, attached to, like, a leash or in a fenced-off area... I feel like it should be law that they have to have a collar. Because, like, that both protects the dog and other people. Wait, how does it protect other people? Because other people... Other people tend not to be as afraid, for starters, um, Hmm. of a dog that has a collar on it. Um... Because more than likely it's going to be, like, more tame. Also, they have the safety net of if they do get attacked, the owner has to pay for their medical bills. Um, Sorry, what? Oh, I just said, they can sue. Well, uh, they could sue, I guess, but, like... Oh, I mean, it I guess probably you know, wouldn't even come that also... far. Like, if the owner's reasonable, it probably wouldn't have to come that far. Like, the legally, like you're responsible yeah. for whatever your animals do. So, like, if your animal attacks somebody, you're responsible for their medical bills. Um, I only have a problem with um cats having collars. Because, um, they can be, like, since cats jump around a lot, if it gets caught on something, they can be used, um, you know, it can choke them. I mean, I was talking about for dogs specifically. I yeah. hadn't, I hadn't ever thought about why cats don't tend to have collars, but I, and I don't think it's just... nearly as much of... Sorry, I don't think it's nearly as much of an issue issue uh, because like cats don't tend to attack people that much. Like, yeah, um, I just want to say microchips are just so much better at like identification than collars. That is also true, but at least with like dogs and collars and shit, the microchips probably not visible. 
Oh, yeah, no. I mean, all microchips are just um, under a certain part of skin. Yeah, but anyway, like, I don't know. This movie... It's yet another movie where cats are stereotypes, stereotyped as evil. Bolt is basically dog Buzz Lightyear Superman. Um, and, um, yeah, and I don't know. That's pretty much it, I guess. Hamster. Like, executive producer guy it, in the actual movie, not the actual executive producer of the movie. <laughs> that guy is an absolute asshole. Don't have too much more to say, really. I wonder how much the um, the series is going to go on for until it gets canned in the movie, Amien. Oh. I was like, wait, what are you talking about? God. And I, I, I feel like My... a series like that would have a very limited lifespan. I mean, it's a series on TV. So yes. yeah, probably. I mean, although to be fair, at the at the time this movie came out, I want to say Netflix was still delivering DVDs, and I'm not sure if they had actually launched their streaming service yet or not. Hmm. I mean, we saw shows like you know SpongeBob coming out yeah but the spongebob's kind of a cash cow so it's not really fair to compare this to spongebob okay can i compare it to the simpsons no i'd say the simpsons is also a cash cow well yeah i mean to be um you know um surviving Especially, like, episodic um, and continuing for decades. You just have to become a cash cow. Yeah, this show, like, in in like in this movie, this show seems serialized. Which is uh, a little interesting for TV. It doesn't happen too often, but it does happen. Really? Um, because, I mean, the entire thing about it was... Uh, um, you know, dog, you know, girl gets in trouble, dog saves him, rinse and repeat. That's what the TV manager was complaining about. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it seems a little serialized, at least with what they're, like, actually shooting in the movie. But maybe that it was more episodic beforehand. Yeah, no, I was a little bit confused by that. Like every like every time they talked about the series, it sounded episodic. But the actual episode we saw looked more serialized. I don't know. So I don't know. A little weird. Maybe it could be a blend of both, like Avatar: The Last Airbender was. Oh yeah, that is true. Okay, I think now we've covered every little topic that we could cover. All right, Let's get into so the you critic want me ratings, to will you? Okay. IMDb gives it a 6.8 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 90%. And 83% of Google users like this movie. 
Okay. Rotten Tomatoes, what the fuck? This movie is not a 90. I also want to give it as low as a 6.8 either. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's... 6.8's a, a little below what I'm giving it. I'll, I'll give it a 7.3. Mm. I like it a lot, so... 8. Alright. 8. Well, join us later in the week for... Uh, the Seven Deadly Sins Season 4. And you can join us next week for Beauty and the Beast and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7. But until then, I've been Avery, that's been Lily, and we will be seeing you.